Welcome to the Pickleball Fire Podcast, where it's all about pickleball. All right, I would like to welcome to the podcast, Darlene Vendenya. Thank you for having me, Lynn. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, good. I know you've got a pretty good background with pickleball, but I wanted to ask you first, how did you get introduced to the game? That's a great question. And it's funny because I ran into the person, well, I spent some time with the person who introduced me to it just the other day. Um, I live in Oakland, California, and I have a good friend who relocated to Palm Springs. And she came back up here for a visit a few years ago. And we were just talking about what we're doing for fun. and, And I asked her how she's staying in shape, what she's doing to keep fit. And she said, oh, my God, we started playing pickleball. And I said, of course, this was in um, 2017. I said, what the heck is pickleball? She said, oh, it's this great game. I'm sure there's some place to play by you. You should Google it. And so I did. And sure enough, there was a meetup group that was doing um, that had sessions going at a local high school. And lo and behold, one of my good friends who I coached triathlons with, was one of the people who was going. So I called her and I said, what the heck? And she says, oh, Dar, you have to come. It's really fun. You'll love it. And so on April 30th, 2017, I went to my first pickleball session. And within five minutes, I was in. I was all in a thousand percent. Um, I come from a background of racquetball and ping pong and, um, and other sports. And so I took to it like a fish to water and I've been playing ever since. Well, I love the way that you know the exact date that you started playing. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. It's be, it, during during that time I had a little. I was going through a little phase where I was keeping a. They have these journals, these uh, three line a day journal things that you can get, and someone had gifted it to me, and it just so happens that that was during a time when I was doing it, and so, um, <laughs> I it didn't last very long. But um, as I was discarding the journal, I was thumbing through it. And there it was, sure enough, April 30th, 2017, first day playing pickleball. I love it. So I've kept that date as my official pickleball birthday. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, great. You had mentioned uh, a number of different sports, including mm-hmm. triathlons and racquetball. Yes. How do those sports transfer to pickleball? Well, triathlon doesn't at all transfer to pickleball other than being able to having the endurance to play for a really long time. It's just that the friend who was also playing happened to be a, a try my fellow triathlon coach. And, you know, I'm not trying to blow my horn. I'm talking about sprint triathlons. I'm talking about, um, you know, uh, what is it? A 50 yard swim, um, or yeah, 50 yard swim, a, uh, 15 mile at the most bike ride and a, three mile run. So nothing, you know, something that you could do in an hour to an hour and a half, nothing big, but I was a distance cyclist for a long time. And so I was the cycling coach for the triathlon part of it. But in terms of racquetball, well, racquetball, the, the racket is not much different than the size of a pickleball paddle. Um, so it certainly helped with hand-eye coordination to be to be good at racquetball. It translated very well to being able to get my eye on the ball, get the paddle on the ball. Took a while to get used to not being able to have a wall to bounce the pickleball off of, of course. 
but um, just in terms of movement and hand-eye coordination, it translates very well. Um, although I will say that I think ping pong skill translates even more than racquetball skill, just because of the quick hands needed at the net. So that's it. But I've played softball. I've I've always been a, a hitting a hitting a ball with something person since I was a little kid. So that certainly carried over into ping pong, into uh, pickleball. And did you take instruction or classes or clinics to learn how to play better, or, or did that mostly come from the racket sports you participated in? Um, yeah, well, I took, I had the little intro session day one, and then played a lot. And then I took a few um, small group sessions where there would be me and maybe three other friends I took a few lessons that way, um, took one private lesson, I think. I have a friend who's an instructor, so when we play, it also becomes partly lesson a little bit, you know. And then the big thing was that last year I participated in an enga- a pickleball camp that Engage puts on. It's a three-day three day camp camp. Uh, long, long day. Like we, we played from morning to late afternoon, I would say eight, at least eight hours a day, three straight days working with, um, a couple different, um, coaches, pros, Gigi Lemaster, who is one of Engage's pros, um, was one of the instructors and she was awesome. She, she, that really, really upped my game a lot. Just learning, um, how important it is to have a plan when you go on the court, you know, if you really want to be competitive, you really need to plan your shots and think ahead and learning different strokes and being um, a little more, um, not so much reactive and more proactive thinking ahead to what you're going to do. Can you go a little bit more in depth with that point in mm-hmm. terms of what you mean by the planning and. Oh, sure. Well, you know, in any sport, like if, if you think of a, a football game or a football coach or a basketball coach, you know, they have X's and O's of where the players are, where their players are going to be and how they're going to move the ball. In pickleball, in a competitive game of pickleball, you can plan, you can try, of course, try is the big thing. You can try to kind of plan what you're going to do. You could talk to your partner and say, okay, Who's going to take you? Will you take the returns down the middle or do you want me to, or should we just call them or, and then also um, what you're going to do to your opponents in terms of let's try to work to make our shot, put our shots on an angle. So to try to call our, draw our opponents off to the side in hopes that we can, they will then pop it up at us. Then we can slam it down the middle where they aren't. You know, so just planning a shot, planning shots in that way, um, planning a type of a serve that you are fairly confident your opponent's return will go a certain place. You know, if you hit to some, if you hit a serve to somebody's backhand, it's a little more likely that they'll have a little bit less control on it than they would if you hit a serve to their forehand. Hitting a serve short closer to the kitchen line that forces them to, to run up and possibly then have to hit it without having to take a second to set themselves. Those are the kind of shots that you can try to plan ahead and have your partner be ready to 
capitalize on what hopefully is a mistake on your opponent's part. Those are some great strategies. How long did it take you to implement those in your game so they were pretty natural for you to do? Well, I try to implement them all the time, but I'm not always successful. <laughs> and often I get I get caught up in just re- reacting. So I'd like to say that I could do it all the time, but I cannot do it all the time. It's in a perfect world on a perfect day when I'm playing at my absolute peak, I might be able to execute that. And if I'm playing with someone who's on the page with me, if I say to them, let's work on splitting them up, let's work on pulling them out so we can get it down the middle. It's really key to have a partner that has the same mindset. There are some people that we play with who they just want to hit the ball. They don't care. They don't want to plan. They don't want to think about planning anything ahead. They just want to play. And that's fine, too. There's room for everything. As I said, you know, I, I'm, I'm more competitive with myself than against anybody else. I get mad at myself if I've made a bad shot or I've, you know, as I say, served, served up a, a served something up on a silver platter that enables someone to take advantage of my mistake. So it's, it's a never ending learning process as far as I'm concerned. And because I spend a lot of my time giving intro lessons to people who many of whom either have no sports background at all or have some disability. Like I've been giving lessons to a, a woman who has Parkinson's, but she really wants to play. And so when I'm giving lessons to beginners, it doesn't do me. I gain nothing from hitting shots that they can't hit. Right. And I'm certainly not going to draw anybody to a sport if I'm hitting balls at them that they can't return. So when I'm giving individual or group lessons to people who are new, I'm purposely hitting balls to their forehand, hitting balls to them that they can then return because I personally get way more joy out of seeing the light go on in somebody's eye after they've hit a ball consecutively in a rally for three or four times I get way more joy out of seeing that light go on when they finally get what fun that can be. More joy from that than from, you know, hitting a winner. And you find as you're teaching the beginners and people who may have a disability, are they sticking with it even if they haven't played a sport before? And why do you think that is? Because it's an easy sport to learn. And it doesn't, it doesn't take a lot of proficiency in my opinion to have fun. You know, if they can hit a ball back and forth a couple times and laugh and and have some movement, that's that's the joy of the sport to me. I mean, there's certainly I admire the pros and I would wouldn't mind being a higher level player myself someday, but the social aspect of pickleball is something that real really appeals to me as well. I love getting on a court with three of my friends and just laughing. I mean, we we sometimes laugh so hard that we're literally on our backs rolling on the court. And I couldn't tell you what specifically set that laughter off, but I can certainly tell you how much fun the laughter was, you know? So I think, I think that it's not uh, – one of my good friends – was a couple of my good friends actually who play, I play with regularly. Um, one was a swimmer um, and 
a bike rider, never particularly played much of any kind of hitting a ball sport. Um, she's gotten remarkably good at it, remarkably good. We play regularly together and she has beaten me many occasions. Um, my other friend, no sports background at all. She's a dancer and an artist. Um, and she took to the sport. She took to the sport so much that she was playing in a league that I didn't have time to join, but she decided to join and she just absolutely loves it, but had no background at all in any kind of sport. So, and this gal, this gal with Parkinson's, um, she just is having fun. There's not a lot of, there doesn't have to be a lot of running involved, you know, um, and it gets her out moving in the sunshine. So all that. Yeah, you really can't beat that. What tips do you have for those people who are just starting out in pickleball? Play. Just play. Um, get Make sure you have your own paddle and um, just find people to play with. You can hit a ball against a wall just to warm up. You can hit a ball, just bounce the ball off the paddle yourself. Like remember the balls, remember the little wooden paddles with the rubber band and the little rubber ball that we used to play with back in the day, like almost like a Cracker Jack prize, but just, just play, just play, play, play and find somebody hook up with a local ambassador. If you can, who will find you places to play, um, bring your friends. I think it's a good idea to have um, a second paddle so that, if you find a friend who is willing to learn the sport with you, you have a paddle to give them to use. That makes a lot of sense. And one thing that you mentioned was find a pickleball ambassador. Where mm -hmm. does somebody go to find that? That's a good question. So the USA Pickleball Association has a website and it's usapickleball.org. And you can go there and search for ambassadors. One of the options at the top is something like how to get involved or something. And you can, and I just did it without log. I mean, I could log in of course, but without even logging in, I was able to go and put in a city and find the ambassadors that are in that particular area. And then you have the option there to email that ambassador. So that ambassador, that per ambassador without divulging anything, without the searcher being given the particular email address, um, the ambassador will get your email with your inquiry. And I've responded to many people who where, where can I play in Oakland or I'm coming to town um, where are there places to play? Or of course, then there's also places to play.org, which is the website sponsored by the USA pickleball association um, where you can go there and put in a town and it'll show you a map and a list of where there are places to play. And most of those places include a con contact info, an email or a phone number for a visiting person to call or a local person to call to find out places to play. And most of those places to play locations are kind of run by an amb the ambassador in the area. Well, thank you for that. That's really great resources. I think I have just one more question. Uh-huh. Which pickleball paddle do you use and why? <laughs> That's a great question too. My current, I have, let me just say, first of all, that I'm one of these sporty people who has to have all the gear. 
all the gear. The paddle, my current favorite paddle that actually has been my favorite for a while is a paddle made by Players Pickleball. Players Pickleball is located in Bellingham, Washington. It's a small privately owned company that's very environmentally conscious. And um, I mean, all their, all their, they use recycled products. They use packaging that's recyclable and they have several different kinds of paddles. The one that I use is um, a little bit of an extended paddle. It's called the Rogue 2E. It's a little bit longer than a standard, the standard square paddles and a little bit narrower. It has a gel core, meaning it's got gel kind of around the edges that reduces vibration and it provides a really, really satisfying pop when the ball comes off the paddle. I'm able to impart a good amount of spin and it gives me a really great amount of control. I really like it a lot. They've got a few different kinds of paddles. They also have one, all, all that have this gel core. They also have a basic paddle, a standard kind of composite paddle um, that is a great paddle. It's a paddle that I recommend to all of my students because it's affordable. It's less than $50 and it's a paddle that works really well. In, in my opinion, it's comparable to paddles that cost twice as many paddles that cost twice as much. And um, I also am able to offer a discount code to people who want to buy a player's paddle. And that discount code is DAR, D-A-R, 10. So any of their paddles, you could get 10% off if you use that discount code of DAR10. Um, their paddles range in price from the $49.99 Scout, which is this composite paddle that I mentioned, up to their Rogue series, their Rogue 2 series, um, which I think go those go for about $129.99, something like that. There are a few players who have personalized paddles that they make, that players makes for them. This one fellow, Gizmo is his, the name that he plays by. He has a paddle. Um, it's a, the Rogue 2 paddle that players put a design on for him that is available for, for people to buy. And the customer service there is great. Um, they have a 30 day return program. You know, you buy a paddle and if it doesn't work for you, you could return it within 30 days. You do have to pay for the reverse shipping, which is pretty standard, but you know, you can try the paddle and then if you don't like it, you could return it. It's playerspickleball.com is the website. And it's really, you know, I have a friend who played, who's a very good player, former tennis player. She's a lefty who puts an incredible amount of spin on her shots. One of these players where the ball bounces and you're never quite sure what direction it's going to bounce to. And she was playing with a paddle that she really liked, but then she was curious about the players and she went to the website and they have some great videos about the science behind their designs. And she was so impressed with the science behind the designs that she decided to get one of their Rogue 2s. And um, she loves it. She made the transition from her, oh, I want to say, I, I can't remember right and I don't want to say because, you know, it's really, it's really not the paddle. It's really not the wand. It's the wizard is my favorite saying. You know, people can, people love their Engage paddles or their Selkirk paddles. And those are all great, great paddles. 
for me personally, I'm a player's girl. Well, I love that quote, and I will be sure to put that in the show notes along with the code that you gave out. I'm sure some people would appreciate it. That's great. And so if somebody wants to get in touch with you, where's the best Mm. place to reach you? Well, you know, my email address is pickleballdar, D-A-R, short for my name, Darlene, um, pickleballdar at gmail.com. It's the best way to get a hold of me. And I'll know they're getting a hold of me for pickleball. Well, great. I really appreciate having you on the show today. No worries. Thank you so much. I'm honored to be invited. Thanks again. Take care. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Pickleball Fire podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to give it a five-star review on Apple iTunes.